Welcome again, guys. It's me, your friendly chef buddy, Tomas Penagos. And here with a brand new episode of Stories in the Oven, where we will be talking about something special. As this is our first episode, I'm going to tell you how can a chef start in the cooking world? How does everything start? We will have a special guest. I will tell you my story and maybe you will feel identified with everything I'm going to tell about it. This is going to be really interesting. So please, take a seat and join with me. Make yourself at home. Grab a cup of coffee and let's prepare some ideas. Because remember, if you cook it, share it. Okay, so let's start. Who am I? Well, as I stated before, my name is Tomas Penagos. Um, I could say I'm some kind of chef, but I'm a friendly one. That is not true everything about what they say about chefs. All those things that they say that they are angry or mad people know. I'm your friendly buddy chef. Let's state that, okay? So, in every episode, I'll present myself as your friendly buddy chef. Now, what's special about me? Or what, I, what do I think it's special about me without being, uh, I don't know, selfish or something? But what I think it's special about me, it's my age. Especially because I'm only 15 years old. I know, that's pretty young for uh, a person who's making a podcast about cooking and giving you tips. You could say, how could a 15-year-old kid give me an advice or a tip for me who uh, if you're an adult and how could I give you a tip well I couldn't say that I have much experience but believe me I know pretty much things about all these gastronomy stuff well now where am I from I am from Bogota city. I love that city. It's the capital or the biggest city of my country, Colombia. A country full of such such happiness, such such flavors. There's no f flavor that can be compared to Colombian dishes flavor. They are delicious. They have something special. Something like we could call abuelitas flavor. I know it sounds weird or interesting. And you might be asking, how could a 15-year-old kid from Bogota City get involved in gastronomy? Well, it's simple. Everything, it's about my dad. Yeah, that's the special guest we're having today. 
he's he's the best chef I have ever met. I could say better than Gordon Ramsay and believe me that's something big and pretty dangerous to say. He has taught me everything about cooking, about life. He has been my master, my guide. I think he's the one that made me like cooking. And maybe that's what is happening to a lot of you guys. People like your parents are motivating you to to cook. Maybe they're um I don't know, they're making you do it but or maybe they're they're convincing you to do it. You know what I mean? So as always I I could say that parents are one of the most important um, like inspirations in our lives and this is my case you might have identified or you might have felt identified with with what I have stated so as I stated that my father is my inspiration I want to tell you more about it I want to I want you to know me better you know if we're going to do a podcast you know you have to know who's talking to you you know what I'm saying so so I first the first time I cooked it was with my father he had a lot of experience he he told me one day son wouldn't you like to do the lunch by yourself and I I didn't have anything to do and I said oh yeah yeah as you want but what I didn't know it was that that first time was when my passion was about to was about to start but you may be you might be asking but who is this father? Who is this special person? Well, I'm going to to present him to you. I want you to know him. I want you to know the background of the best chef I have ever met. So please. Well, now we're talking about what the episode is really about. How did everything begin? So, as I said before, my story began when my father made me or introduced me to the world of cooking. With one day just telling me that if I wanted to do our family lunch, but you know when someone helps you to discover your passion i think the story doesn't begins there i think the story begins 
with the background of that person, that person that made or gave sense to your story. So, I think every everything began with my father, with the history of my father. So, I think my father has been cooking since he was, I don't know, a really young teenager. I think that's when everything started. But I don't know. I don't remember really well the history. He has telling me it for like several times. You know, I'm tired of hearing always the same history, but he always makes it fun to to hear. So I could say that eh, you couldn't get bored with my dad. Everything began when my father discovered that he wanted to be in the kitchen every time. He wanted to create new things, to create new dishes, to see people's happiness when they taste the things that he cooked. It all began when he felt that, when he had that feeling. But I have a better person to tell you the story. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you know who I'm talking about. The one and only. The person by itself It's my dad. So please give him a welcome, a round of applause. And let's hear him what he has to say about his story and about his passion that he shares with me. And now I share with you. Welcome, Dad. As you could hear, he loves rock music. But we want to know you better, Dad, so please present yourself to our audience. Hi, Tommy, guys, and everyone who's listening to us. My name is Javier Penagos, and I am Thomas' dad. I'm the chef he's been talking about. Well, we want to know more about you. So tell us, please, when did you start liking cooking? Well... Uh, it was when I was studying in the university, and I began cooking my lunches on weekends. Oh, and when did you start cooking? I mean, really cooking. Mm, let me think. Mm, I start when I opened the first restaurant by myself. Mm, and tell us, did you like all types of food? I mean, did you like cooking all types? Mm, no, honestly, mm, I didn't. For example, seafood mm, wasn't one of my favorites to cook. But I want to know, which was your first restaurant and how was it? Tell us about it. Mm, my first restaurant? Well, we had a restaurant with my family in Bogota City. Its name was Casalingo, but it was complicated because family issues mixed with business. Then I made my first restaurant with my wife. It was called Picarte, and it was just delivery service on weekends. How many restaurants did you have until retired? And also, because I was told, why did you retire? That's a good question. I had three restaurants. Yes, I know it sounds like a lot, but it's true. Their names were Picarte, Caserito, and DC. 
all of them in Bogota. In DC, I was the executive chef and it was a great school for me. But due to family reasons, we decided to come live into San Gil and we had to leave the restaurant's thing behind. Now, I have a really special and interesting question. Would you cook for free? Yeah, totally. Because it captivates me. I love doing it and it's not something I just do for money. Well, I think that's all for today. Now that we know you better, we would like to thank you for sharing your story with us. Tommy, thank you for inviting me. I loved this interview. I hope to see you guys in another episode. Enjoy the podcast. See ya! <laughs> well, that was my dad. So, as he said, we've been living in San Hill since he left the restaurant thing behind. We didn't have any contact with other things of cooking, but he kept doing the lunches of our house for our family all days. And he loved to do it because it was the way he could still preparing or doing the things that he liked, that he loved that was cooking and until present well he has loved doing it he has loved giving or showing his love to us through a dish and now he's teaching me how to dominate and there's where my story begins exactly where my father started to do the lunches for our family years later one day, I wanted to do one. He invited me doing it. And I'll tell you, how can an amateur chef become what I think a good chef? And believe me, it's a pretty interesting story. Because I wasn't the person who started and did the first thing right, no. Believe me, it all went wrong the first time. But. You'll see what happened. So stay with me. Don't go, please. Stay there where you are. If you want to go to the bathroom, do it. But please don't go. And you'll discover this interesting and extraordinary story of superation. Now, I'll be back in just minutes or seconds. So, as I said, stay with me. This podcast is being sponsored by Alpina and McDonald's. La leche alpina es leche leche y te premia con sus mugs. Recorta tres empaques de leche alpina más 1500 pesos. Llévalos a las tiendas o vehículos identificados con la promoción y lleva tu mug. Son cinco motivos coleccionables. Leche alpina es leche leche. Find a burger inspired by flavors from near and far that mixes the smoky with the sass of the south. Combines the sweetness of summer with the tang of the country for savory, sizzling, unexpected flavors. Well, you can find it at McDonald's. The new bacon smokehouse burger. It's 
the newest flavor of the signature crafted recipes by McDonald's. Hi guys, we're here back again in Stores in the Oven. It's me again, your friendly buddy chef, Tomas. And let's continue about what we were talking about before we went to the commercial spot, you know? So, I was telling you about my first experience cooking, the first time I cooked something, but I mean really cooking, not just a fried egg, I mean a, a chicken breast, a real lunch, you know? So let me tell you about it. So, as I said before, the first time I cooked, mm, I really don't remember the year, I think it was like around 2016 maybe, or 2000. 2015 I think I don't remember it's hard to remember when you're this old you know <laughs> so the first time I cooked was when my father told me or invited me to do the lunch that day it was like 9am and my dad told me hey Tommy would you like to do the lunch with me today I didn't see any problem so I told him Mm, yeah, I didn't have anything to do. If you're a kid, the last thing you want to do is cooking. You want to play video games, you want to play with your ball or something, but you don't want to cook. So, the time had come. It was time for cooking. It was about around like 11 a.m., I think. Yeah, that's the time my father starts to do the lunch. So... We started. Mm, my father, as always, put on his chef suit, but I didn't have one, so I just put myself some hat and that's all. Just so my hair doesn't fall on the food. So my the first thing my dad always does, it's the rice. We always eat rice we always eat rice a protein and another carbohydrate i know there are two carbohydrates and you should eat just one but who cares we do eat like that in colombia here in colombia and that's why we're so happy <laughs> so my father started doing the rice and he always cuts the onion to give that taste or flavor to the rice so he was cutting it and I was doing nothing I was just waiting there for my father to give me the signal to start but what I didn't know it was that I wasn't going to do the rice I was going to do the other carbohydrate and guess what it was potatoes Maybe in this moment you're saying, what? Potatoes? That's so easy. But I was just a little kid. 
And you know that if you're going to eat potatoes, you will have to peel it. And believe me, the first time you do it, it's like hell. And I was there, trying to peel those potatoes. At the beginning, I thought it was easy, you know? I said, oh, it's just uh, remove the skin and no more. And I was there, easy, until I guess you know what happened. I cut myself. Dang it, I thought. How could I cut myself the first time I was cooking? I started to cry because I saw the blood running through my finger and I, I said, Dad, Dad. And my dad was scared because I was acting like if I cut down my finger, but I was, I just cut a little, a little part of it. And I was like, Dad. I cut myself. It was a horrible experience. It started to get stressful the first time I was cooking. I didn't want to do anything more. I just wanted to leave that kitchen and go to my room and cry everything I wanted all the time. But my dad motivated me to keep peeling those potatoes. He put a bandage in my finger and then he told me, in kitchen, you cut yourself, cure yourself, heal yourself, and you have to act like if nothing happened. That's one of the lessons that my father gave to me. And I think it's one of the most important you have to keep in mind. So always remember that if there's an accident when you're cooking, you have to act like if it never happened. That's a pretty good advice. Now, I finished peeling the potatoes and it was the frying time. You know, we were going to make french fries and you know that when you peel them, you have to cut it with a knife. That part was easy, nothing happened. I think I've always been good in cutting things with knives. Yeah, that sounds like a serial killer thought, but but it's true, you know? And so I grabbed the potatoes and dip or put it in the oil. You have to use really hot oil, like to, I don't know, 160 degrees. So, I was frying them, and I remember that the oil was pretty hot, and when you put things in really hot oil, the oil starts to come, I don't know how to describe it, like popping of of the skillet. So you, I started to get scary because I thought I was going to, I don't know, I was a little kid. I thought it was everything was going to get on fire or something, but, you know, amateur stuff, so nothing happened. 
and the french fries were delicious, I have to admit it. That was the easy part. Now the big part <laughs> was the chicken. Um, the rice, my dad did it, so it was already, it was ready. So we started to do the chicken. A special recipe for my, from my father that it's called chicken ensortijado. Mm, it could sound simple, but it's delicious. And it's also interesting, you know? It's a chicken, but it's covered by potato chips crumbs. So, it's like if you pass it through breadcrumbs, but instead of it, it's potato chips. And it's not fried, it's in the oven. So, before I tell you how everything went, I want to tell you this recipe. So, grab a pencil and take note of it. So, the chicken assortijado is pretty easy. You have to melt butter with mustard and block sauce. You mix it pretty well and that's the mix you're going to use. So, the bread and, sorry, the potato chips stick to the chicken. Then, you use a flattened chicken breast, passing it through this mix and later uh, over the smashed potato chip, making them stick to the chicken. You take it to a, I don't know, somewhere you, something you can take to the oven. You take it to the oven to like, I don't know, 170 degrees for like 25 minutes. Um... What tips do I give you for this recipe? Melt a lot of butter. I mean a lot, like 60 grams or more. But you have to melt a lot of butter. Yeah, I know some people are trying to get thin, but you have to use butter. You have to do it right. In kitchen, that's another tip. You have to always think about the dish going well, not the dish going healthy, you know? I, I know it sounds rude, but you must do it like that. Um, do not use more than one spoon of mustard. You don't want that taste to like be overdosed to the chicken. And smash the potato chips really good, I mean really hard smash until crumbs. You have to get little tiny crumbs of those potato chips. Those chips, if you follow them and you follow the exact recipe, believe me, everything will went okay and perfect. So, I started doing the chicken and... Doing the mix is pretty well, you know? It's just melting butter and mixing. But the first time you're working with chicken, I almost threw up. That texture, that new texture for me, that new smell for me. Thinking about that I was touching a raw dead animal. It just didn't... I'm sorry. It just didn't, it just couldn't be in my mind. So that day, I started to work 
with the chicken, but I told my father, you know what? I can't do this. Please help me. I will make the mix and I will take it to the oven, but I don't want to work with it. And that joined to the fact that I cut myself just a few moments ago. It was a horrible experience. And we took it to the oven. And because my father did that, well, I think that's the reason the lunch went perfect. Um, although the potato chips, I did them. It was delicious. <laughs> Everything was done by my father. And that's why it went perfect. He cooks like if he were the god of the kitchen. And that was it, my first experience. As you could see, it was pretty, pretty stressful. So after telling you my experience, what would I recommend you? Well, always have that motivation for being better. Maybe it will happen the same thing in your first time cooking. You could cook yourself or you could... Everything could went wrong. But if you have that motivation to always keep doing better or to improve your skills, believe me, that's the key for a pretty good and professional chef. Now, recommendations for dishes for non-expert people. Mm, don't start with a pretty, pretty hard dish, you know. It will make you feel bad. Because, let's be honest, you can make a pretty hard dish in the first time you're cooking. It, everything will be wrong. Or that's the most probable thing. But, mm, I recommend you to make, I don't know, something easy like potatoes, rice and a chicken. That's all. Don't try uh, chicken like I did in the oven or something. No, just cook it in a skillet with with any sauce. I mean with no sauces, with no complicated things or stuff. And that's all. I think you'll you'll feel pretty good when you see the result of those dishes. Now you could think, what happened next? Well, as I feel motivated to try again, and I'm a person who thinks that you can't say, like, oh, everything went wrong, I'll leave it. No, you have to try to do it better, believe me. That will make the difference between a successful person and a not successful person. So... I told my father I wanted to cook again and I didn't want to make a simple or an easy dish. Yeah, I know, it's not the most recommendable or the best thing to do for a non-expert chef. But, who cares? <laughs> what the hell? So the next time cooking, I, I, was, I had more expertise. I knew that I had to be careful with potatoes. I knew that chicken would smell different to the smells that I usually know or the textures. So 
and I knew that I had to treat everything carefully because it could everything went wrong if you are just uh, I don't know if you just do things like fast and you don't pay attention to your to our, what's around you so the second dish I made it was two days after it was a Sunday I think yeah and it was called chicken a la Javier yeah That dish has the name of my father. Why? Because it's his favorite dish to eat and prepare. And because he invented it. It's, it's his own idea. So, that second dish I made, the chicken a la Javier, was a little bit more complicated than the chicken in Sortijal. I'll tell you the recipe and you'll see... What? Why is pretty hard? So you have to use a complete chicken breast, okay? You wrap it with bacon and take it to a skillet with butter. You have to cook it until golden brown. You don't have to cook the chicken, just a superficial thing. Then you take this chicken to the oven for 20 minutes to the same temperature, like 117 in 70 degrees aside you make a bechamel sauce what it's a bechamel sauce a mix of melted butter flour a lot of milk salt and pepper that's all you mix it pretty well and you pour in that sauce salted mushrooms it's easy you just put the mushrooms in a skillet with butter and olive oil and cook it until they get golden brown. When the chicken's ready, you take it out of the oven and pour the sauce over the chicken. So, as you could hear, it's more complicated than the chicken in Sortijado. I mean, it's not a, the most difficult thing you could ever cook, but it has a higher level of difficulty. So, something happened there, you know? Something weird. Well, that time I did the rice, but it was easy because it was just cutting onion, taking it to a like a skillet, some kind of it, and you just pour two cups of water, then two cups of rice, and cover it for 20 minutes, and rice is ready. Rice doing rice is something pretty pretty easy. I did the French fries easy again because I knew that I have to be careful. But the chicken, something weird happened, you know? That time I touched the chicken and I didn't feel weird. I don't know what happened. Some kind of illumination. Maybe God gave me something, but I didn't feel weird when touching the chicken. So I could grab the chicken and wrap it in the bacon. I feel pretty well. I felt excited. I felt like if I was the king of the world, I could get over my fear, my, I don't know, I just felt amazing, you know, I felt spectacular, I was so motivated that I told my father, I want to do the bechamel sauce, and I did it, 
and I told my father, how, how is it? Well, it was a little bit salty, so that day I learned I had to be careful with salt. And that's a tip. You, bechamel sauce has a lot of milk flavor, and that's how it has to taste. It can taste saltier than normal. And you have to use just a few ground pepper. Don't use too much pepper. Um, when you're doing the bechamel sauce, you have to remember that melting the butter, you have to mix the flour with the butter, and you have to pour the milk fast, as fast as you can, because the butter could burn, get burnt. So you don't want that in your bechamel sauces. So you have to be fast when melting the butter and mixing the flour. Then pour the milk and add salt and pepper. I did it and although it was salty, I was just pretty happy with the chicken that I could make that and that I could make the fries, the rice and the sauce. It was something special. I learned that you have to keep motivated on creating new dishes, on getting over fears, on getting over those things that you think they are the most hard thing. But if you have the motivation, you can get over them. And that day, I learned something more. You have to be very careful when you're touching raw things like chicken. Because that day, I touched the raw chicken. And without washing my hands, I was about to touch the spoon. With the, I mean the spoon I was tasting the sauce. And my father got pretty angry, you know. He told me, what are you doing? Don't do that. You could get intoxicated by that. You could get us to the hospital because you didn't wash your hands. And that day, I, I was scared because my father got pretty furious. But that day, I didn't understand why he was so mad about it. But now that I have more experience, I understand him, you know. It's pretty, pretty, pretty important. That you wash your hands every time you touch raw things. Please, don't contaminate all food. You could get in really bad troubles and problems. Please, don't touch. Don't mix the stuff you're touching. Well, and later, when the chicken was ready, it was perfect. Yeah, I know my dad was the the executive chef in the kitchen and he was in charge of the time, but I wrapped the chicken, I made the sauce, and it tasted pretty good. That day, I felt pretty happy. And that's what motivated me to keep cooking, to see that I could do things pretty well and that I could show my love to my family through dishes now 
What do I recommend you? I recommend you to always keep motivated. Never stop cooking. You won't do it perfect the first time, but you have to keep trying. Keep trying every day to be better, to be a better chef, to be a better person, you know what I mean? I'm saying that you have to be a person like an an entrepreneur that keeps motivated to get and become a successful person. In this case, a successful chef. If you keep cooking and if you cook things more difficult, you will have or you will be more expertise. And believe me, you could get to be the best chef you have ever met. So please, keep motivated, although everything seems dark and and seems like there's no hope. Believe me that if you keep trying, always, you will always feel better when you have the satisfaction that you try it. Because that's what beats talent. Being a consistent person that tries everything. Always keep that in mind. Oh, look at the clock. It's time to start cooking. And for that, we'll have to disconnect. Well, that was it for today, guys. Thank you for listening. As you know, you have listened to your friendly buddy, Chef Tomas Penagos. And don't forget to stay in tune for next episode, where we will be talking about mm, some tips when you're cooking fishes. Yeah, those seafood lovers, you know what I'm saying. And I'll tell you some other stories that will keep you entertained so as always please recommend this podcast to other persons subscribe to this podcast and please leave your review of it making me know what do I have to improve or what did I do good what did you like about this podcast please don't forget to subscribe to my social media where I appear like Tomas Penagos. And remember, if you cook it, share it. Thanks everyone. See you next time. Bye.